podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome to the five-year plan Christmas special bonus podcast. Yay. That's nice, isn't it? Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, hey, hey. Lovely. Uh, so I'm Jim Daly. Uh, Rob Sutherland's here. Hello. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Well, that's actually, it's actually 10 days total Christmas, but whatever. We're in the spirit. Steve Browett is here. I am. Hi. Hello. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Ha uh-huh. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And Andy Street is here. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I thought you were going to say bar humbug. Well, no, that, I was thinking that. <laughs> but I know that some of the listeners will quite like that Christmas day. Um, good. So we've, this is a special pod, and uh, not on our normal day of release, because we've got a very special guest. It's none other than Joel Ward. Wow. On the pod. Palace, Palace legend. Absolutely. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? He is, he is. A lovely person. And a lovely person. Um, so we're going to go into that in a minute. We've got about an hour with Joel, and it's a really nice chat, um, which we'll go on to after we've spoken about our sponsors, The Athletic. Uh, so The Athletic, a world-class team of writers covering every club, including the best coverage of Crystal Palace. So a subscription-based website and app, completely ad-free, no annoying pop-ups, just brilliant articles. Welcome to the new home of football writing. And if you visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FIP, you can start a 30-day free trial and receive 50% off your yearly subscription, which I think, Rob, is probably quite a good Christmas present. It is, actually. Yeah. There you go. Good time of year to do it. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so this week's article is by Matt Wisdom. It's called... Zaha has now been fouled more than 500 times in the Premier League. Here's how and why. And I'm going to read you uh, the opening paragraph. When it came, it was actually rather innocuous. The Crystal Palace player Vicente Guaita had collected at his near post and flung the ball upfield to a retreating Wilfred Zaha just inside the centre circle. There was, ne- there was an inevitability to the contact from the Watford defender Kiko Firminia. And the Ivory Coast forward duly crumpled to the floor to the shrill of Martin Atkinson's whistle. As the teams took their positions on the resultant free kick, all those on the pitch would have been oblivious that this had been the 500th time that Zaha has been found, pushed, tripped, clipped or shoved in his top flight career. A milestone of sorts. Um, not really the milestone he wants, is it, Steve? But it is something we've become used to. Yeah, and can I just say, if that means 500 times a free kick has been given for a foul on Wilf, then it's the thousandth time, at least, <laughs> that Wilf has been fouled. Because Wilf has fouled a lot of times when uh, the refs don't give it, either because they think it wasn't a foul or they've got in their heads that, that he's a diver or, or something. Or they but, end up punishing him, yes. like Atkinson did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was farcical at, at Watford when he got 
a yellow card for being fouled. Yeah. Um, but but Wilf is definitely the most fouled player in the Premier League. And um, as I say, if you add all the fouls he doesn't get, he would be uh, way out ahead. Well, and this is the thing, actually, in terms of numbers, it is a weird sort of milestone that you don't really want. But since his first foul in the Premier League, which was six years ago to the day, apparently, he was playing for United, Man United and he was fouled by Debussy in what must have been the few minutes he spent on the pitch as a Man United player in the Premier League. Since then, only one player has been fouled on more occasions, and that player is no longer in England. That is Hazard. Eden Hazard. Who is probably one of, if not the, the best players to have played in the Premier League in recent years. So, so in a way, it is quite an accolade to, 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 be, well, up, to be up there with, with he's in good company. Hazard. Yeah, he's in good company. Yeah. And I think yeah. it is, when you're fouled that much, it is an indication of how, how much a team is scared of you. I think, yeah. and it's the same, Andy, isn't it? When the, when the fans are cheering your name and booing you at every touch as Wolf gets most games and then you're getting fouled by everyone, it's, it's almost a badge of honour. It's a mark right? of respect. It's a mark of respect. <laughs> well, no one, no one ever boos his legs, a, a his terrible centre-back or, and, and no one ever t- tries to foul a, a left-back who gets beaten routinely. So I think in both, both instances, it probably just shows that uh, it's a player of significant calibre particularly so for a, a club at Palace's level with, with no disrespect intended to Palace and um, a particularly important player for Palace. So, yeah, I, 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 he probably doesn't view it as being a compliment, but I suppose in a slightly perverse no. way it could be taken as well. Probably looks at the bruises and doesn't. Well, no, quite. But, but, but I don't think Azar was particularly booed by opposition not, fans. Not in the same way. No. Was he? I wonder why Wilf is... Uh, the, the, the opposition fans think that he's um, a diver, that, that they think he's cheating, um, that, that they think he's not fouled when, when he is. The thing about Wilf is that he is, he's a showman, right? And he's yeah. someone who, like, Azard is someone who would get the ball and he does amazing things, but he's not, it's not the step overs. He doesn't do the kind of stuff that antagonizes or that, that kind of shows up opponents. Whereas Wilf, all he has to do, I mean, you look at the Burnley fans booed him from the minute that, the, 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 you know, a couple of weeks ago from the minute he touched the ball. And it was purely because he just does stepovers. He takes, he, he takes the piss. Do you not think that like fan, the Burnley fans and the Watford fans from down the years would think, hmm, maybe we shouldn't boo him because time uh, after time he then actually turns up against us? Maybe I think Watford fans will probably look at it from the perspective that it's actually worked. Like, Wilf is someone who... For one reason or another, against Watford, he he does have a tendency to get a little bit more wound up by what's going what goes on, and the result of him being antagonised and booed is that he got booked for, for for being fouled. You know, like and to them, they would have seen that as a that's a win. That they, they seem to think that they can influence the referee, and it's rather sad that it's true. The, yeah. the amazing thing yeah. for Wilf is that he's been in, uh, been been fouled that many times, and he's only suffered. The, the minimal number of in, injuries that he has. I know that he was out for, I think, the first few months of, his, of the season of, of a few years ago after the Huddersfield match, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But other than that, can he, has he had a long, prolonged spell out injured? I don't think he has. And that, that's, you know, for all the, all the crap that he gets about being a diver, about, you know, about making the most of contact, this is a guy who gets, who, he gets fouled, gets, gets roughhoused, and he gets up and carries on. And he just, you know, the, even against Chelsea, I think he got fouled quite badly. And he, he got up and he carried on. And that's the kind of person that he is. And people don't talk about that enough. 
They talk well, about him being a dart. You know, they all these stories about diving and not. You know, he makes the most of contact. But this is a guy who literally gets fouled so many times, and he doesn't. He just gets up. He I remember up. we had Chris Grierson was on one of our post-match pods years ago, and he referred to Wilf as um, a machine or a robot, something like that. Which is exactly that. Cause he does get kicked a lot, but he was one of only a few players, really, him and Hazard, that can take that much of a kicking. He's like the Terminator, you know, where, the, where they end up, where the, that liquid man ends up losing <laughs> limbs and then it just carries on, like it remorphs itself and carries on. And he's got that ability to recover quickly. You know, he's got that ability to kind of... He's just a, 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 partly because he's a pure athlete. You know, this is a guy who is, I think, his height is deceptive, but he's, I think he's something like six foot tall, maybe six foot one. And he's slender but pure muscle, and he just he, he gets knocked over all the time, and he just has that ability to just just keep going and just mm. and he's a, a brilliant player. Slender but pure muscle was also my um, Tinder bio. So um, <laughs> Tinder bio, you have to date on Tinder and a wife. <laughs> um, Strangest confessional I've ever heard live on a podcast to four thousand people, but um, you know, each to their own. I'm a comedian. I'm allowed to embellish everything. Um, just a little bit more from Matt's article. So since, since December 2013, Hazard has made four more Premier League appearances than Zaha, including nine more starts and 594 uh, more top-flight minutes. Can, do you any idea who's third on the most fouled list? It's someone who's way behind with only 300... Sterling? 370. You can see my laptop. I, I, I honestly can't, can't see your laptop. <laughs> um, it is Raheem Sterling, yeah, but 370... I was going to say, De, De Bruyne has probably been fouled quite yes. a lot. As he's, a, he's such a talented... Uh, player, you know, skillful. There's a player. Yeah, it's the skillful players who get fouled, isn't it? But there's, there's a more... player who does get fouled and does get injured. <laughs> That's the yeah, thing yeah. with De Bruyne, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess, it, just sort of rounding this off, linking it to the most recent game, which obviously is the Watford game, it is frustrating that, that quite often the referees, or those in charge, don't then give Wilf the protection he, des- he deserves, especially with that yellow card. So it almost doesn't seem, all these years later... And all these kickings later, like anything's really changed. Yeah. Well, I suppose the only good thing about Martin Atkinson is the one that really, really mattered. He did give. Yeah, against Watford. The player was that Martin Atkinson? That was Martin Atkinson. Do you know what, Martin? All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Mm. I'd forgotten. I mean, maybe not. But. I mean, it was it was a foul, wasn't it? I mean, that that. It's, yeah, it was. A, yeah. Was he Italian? That right back for Cassetti. That's it. Yeah. Cassetti sounds Italian. Good, he, good memory. He he was he was getting tired and. And he fouled Wilf. Yeah. But that that decision, and then the penalty that was brilliantly scored by KP, uh, w- w- the, you know... Well, it's we'll, we'll, we'll forgive him anything uh, well, that, that for decision. that decision. But it was the right decision. It was the right yeah. decision, just as the one at Watford uh, last week uh, was the wrong decision. The wrong decision, and the yeah. one at Arsenal a few weeks before. I mean, Atkinson yeah. is one of those people that, for some one reason or another, he's decided that uh, Wilf is someone that he needs to kind of teach a, teach a lesson to. Um, and he embarrassed he embarrassed him at Arsenal because he basically got fouled and it was such an obvious foul and Atkinson let his let his heart rule his head mm. essentially and booked him and he, he got made to look like an idiot as a result. Well, and thankfully we had VAR then, but obviously yeah, it's not. Yeah, and, not and also it must be one of the very rare instances where a yellow card is rescinded during yeah. a game because. Because VAR didn't technically... I think it was the first one. VAR didn't te- technically rescind the yellow card. It, it, it rescinded the, the, the decision, and yeah. because it was a penalty... Yeah. But he didn't make a fuss about it, did he, Atkinson? He didn't, he didn't do the whole... They're supposed to, like, basically <laughs> show the card and, like, 
you know, signal well, that it was ruled out. He was embarrassed. But, but. Yeah, obviously. But then he ends up giving giving a. But VAR couldn't with the Watford run. It couldn't interject because it wasn't in the box, so it wasn't a, one of the. I'm yeah, that's right. V- v- VAR is not do, there for decisions about yellow cards. Yeah, it's yeah. there for decisions about. Penalties, but if a yellow card mistaken comes off the back of the penalty, then it's yeah. Related if, if the to yellow that, card's a byproduct, byproduct of the decision you. it yeah. was uh, looking at, well, um, I was going to say something about byproduct, then I can't be bothered. <laughs> you, you can read the rest of Matt's um, article, which is called "Zaha's Now Been Filed More Than Five Hundred Times in the Premier League." Here's how and why at the Athletic. And if you visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FIP, you can get a thirty-day free trial and receive fifty percent off your yearly subscription. After the break, we've got our very special Christmas guest. It's none other than Joel Ward. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome to a bonus FYP Christmas podcast. I'm Jim Daly, and I've got three very special people joining me. Andy Street is back. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. God, it's been ages since you've seen it you. Has, yeah. It's also been ages since Steve Pratt's been on the pod. How are you? It has, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, nice to see you. Top man. And guys, it's great to have you. But the real star of this podcast <laughs> is a man who's made the most Premier League appearances of any Palace player ever. He's been there through promotion and constant Premier League survival and... He has amazing hair. It's, of course, Joel Ward. How are you? Very well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, so this is our Christmas special pod. Christmas shopping done in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> as, as much as can be. I'm, I'm a little bit kind of immobile at the moment. Mm. So I'll, um, now the crutches are gone, I'm, I'm, I'm able to get out of there and get what I need to get. How is the injury going? Good. Yeah, going really well. Going really well, so we're progressing every day, and uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is getting closer and closer. So, looking forward to the return. How frustrating is it being an injured player? Um, scale of one to ten, yeah. probably a ten. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't stand it. Um, but unfortunately, it's part and parcel of being a footballer um, or being a sportsman in that fact. But it's just uh, one of those things that you just got to deal with and crack on. And and I think. As long as you listen to the guys and make sure you listen to your body, you'll get back as quick as you can. And do, you, do you watch the games? Yes. Some, yeah, some it's, people it's tricky. can't even watch. Can they? Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I haven't been to the last couple just because being on crutches and in a brace is yeah. not great. And when you're sat in the in the stands or whatever or you stood up for long periods of time, it's it's not too good for the, the rehab. Mm, no. um, but I will watch and follow. Coming to the Brighton game? Uh, I think I will. Um, I'm still in the brace, but I th- hopefully we'll get down there. But if not, then I'll be certainly be watching. Oh, it's it. on the telly anyway, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you have timed it very well. Get your Christmas off, basically. Mm. 
don't don't <laughs> Christmas it's nice it's nice to have off um but it I'm it feels weird yeah it feels weird not not playing not going through the busy schedule just just feels unnatural because Christmas is um, quite a weird time to be a footballer isn't it because you're basically you're working all, all the way through it yeah it's it's one of those ones where I think because it's been so long now it doesn't really affect me in, in that way. I just kind of think, well, it's, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but being injured and probably having that time to be with the family is obviously really nice. But in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I really want to be out there. Yeah. I really want to be back playing and, and kind of helping the team out. So it's it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. It's kind of... You're in the balance. It's like bittersweet almost. Yeah. 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 yeah I've got a question from Jack Laws. He says, what's the first thing that you do on Christmas morning? I don't normally train probably, isn't it? Yeah, normally it's, it's wake up and head in. If we, if, especially if we've got a home game on Boxing Day, you would normally, nine times out of ten, you'll go in first thing. Um, and it's just a quick spin the legs, get the bug going, and then, and then kind of, Maybe a bit of shape or tactical stuff, and then you're you're off and you're back home. Thankfully, the roads are clear, so it's a quick one. Um, but yeah, it's it's a quick turnaround on Christmas Day if you're in. If you're away, then you might meet up later, go for a quick jog and run and and whatnot, go for a few things, and then head straight off to the hotel. But at home, you kind of get the time to. This time you got Christmas morning. Uh-huh. At home, yep. Yeah, I think I'll have Christmas Day all day at home, which is which is nice. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just obviously be watching what I eat. <laughs> so is this the first, to, the first time? Like is it the yeah. first time since you were a, a teenager you've had Christmas mm, at pretty, home? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Um, I had one a couple of years ago, uh, I think, Christmas Day, day off or, or around the Christmas period. I, I picked up a little injury, but... Um, and then I think last year, was it, we didn't have a game on Boxing Day? Yeah, we... I can't remember, actually. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> let's just let's just like, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we went in for training, but that was kind of Christmas Day. You kind of could could have a few pigs in blankets. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Allow yourself a little, you know. You yeah. could have a few. Yeah, um, so, nice. Joel, we normally, when we've got a player on the podcast, when we start with a bit of a quiz, where we quiz the player about themselves. Mm. We did it with Punch, did it with Macca, I think. Um, so I've got a few questions for you. Uh-oh. Just for... <laughs> For reference, I think Punch got them all right. I think Mac, I got most of them wrong. I can't remember. But Hopefully, we'll I'll be somewhere in between then. All right, okay. Well, it's out of five, so what's a, what's a good score, do you think? One. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Set my sights high. Okay, so first question. You joined Palace in the summer of 2012 yes. from Pompey, but for how much? 400,000. Hey, he's, got, he's got the one. Well, he's off the well, mark. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, I mean... Now, that would be a hell of a bargain. Even back then. Inflation's a killer, isn't it? Inflation's a killer. When you think about what you've done for the club and how many times you've played since, that is a bargain, isn't it? 400 grand. Yeah, well, yeah, I'd I'd say so. I think currently in this market, I don't think it's um, it's a bad price to get someone at, for sure. Uh, It it was definitely one one of Dougie's... uh, Shrewd buys. Mm. I mean, Yannick was, I think, even cheaper than that. Yeah, I think Yannick was. Yes, I can't remember. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Milo was free, and um, 
demo is free. Mm. Yeah. From um, Ipswich, you were in yeah. fact quite expensive compared to uh, <laughs> compared to the rest of that team. You know that that oh, marquee signing. That that team was that team that got that, that got promoted in 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 thirteen was was really put together mainly from misfits and rejects and mm. youth players. And um, I'm trying to think if there was anyone we even spent more than that on. Um, I don't think no, so. I, don't I was think so, I was done so early. I think I was done. Dougie had a few been, days after the, the season as, had finished. Yeah, as soon as possible. Dougie had been after you for a while. Yeah, they? yeah. Well, I met Dougie a couple of times um, prior to to signing, like at the, in the summer. What, um, secret the meetings at the service secret station. Secret meetings at the service station, <laughs> something like that. Um, and and then yeah, it just it happened so quick, straight away off at the end of the season. Yeah. Almost Cli- didn't. Cliney, is that when Cliney left? I'm trying to remember. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, because re- I remember, I came into the, I came into the training ground to have a little look round, and Clarny was in the gym rehabbing back from uh, some injury, I think, before he moved to Southampton. Yeah. So you got his locker. I, there weren't any lockers back then. <laughs> <laughs> Times were hard. It was. It was just a peg on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you nearly didn't. You said you nearly didn't. Yeah. Well, I think prior to that, it was looking like. I was potentially going to Leeds um, and they kind of laid out a, a deal and, and what have you and it was kind of, it was almost a package deal for Jason Pierce and myself to go um, and then they were kind of like, well, we can't do it right now, give us a couple of weeks or whatever um, and obviously in, in, that, in that time I was, and prior to that I was speaking to Palace um, Met them, had a look around, and said, "Listen, I'm signing." It felt like I got a sense of peace. Felt it was the right thing to do, um, and said, "I'm, I'm going to sign first thing Monday," and the rest is history. Wow! So it's, it's all timing sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, massively, massively. And I, I think it's one of those ones where, obviously, coming from my home sale club, Portsmouth, you it's my first move, and you're kind of like, yeah. "Am I making the right decision?" Where should I go? What should I do? Because I had a couple of different options, and I was like, do you know what? I just got to go with what feels feels right. Um, and thankfully, and it's it's worked out amazingly. It's worked out massively. <laughs> so what felt right then? Because as Steve said, it was a bit of a sort of an interesting time for Palace, wasn't it? In terms yeah. of who was signing. Um, I think obviously, I'd spoke to Dougie on a couple of occasions, and actually. I'll probably get ribbed for saying this, but Scotty Guy, who I played with at Bournemouth. Um, oh, yeah, he was, was a player, wasn't he? Yeah. Was a um, conditioning coach. So he's, like, I've spoke to him a couple of times. I think he was on a sun lounger in Dubai when he <laughs> called me and told me, come on, Horny, you've got to come along. Um, so, so yeah, and I just I just felt it was the right, it was the right move. Um, I think you get a sense of that and, you know, I, I think, it just you just get that feeling, yeah. Because Leeds um, are, were are a much bigger name than, mm. than yeah. Palace, and particularly at, at that time when we'd well, actually, no, maybe not particularly at that time. I don't know where Leeds were then, but we were. We're starting to come up. They just, yeah, they, they're, but but Palace is a relatively uh, relatively sexy name these, these days. But but Palace uh, eight nine. Hey, was it eight, seven, seven, eight years ago? Seven years ago, yeah. Less so, and uh, perhaps people had thought more likely to get relegated than promoted in, mm. in your first season. Mm. Well, it, well, I mean, that's. The I thing. think we were almost 
No, no, we weren't favourites, were we? I, I don't think we were. We were definitely but we were to be relegated. We were, yeah, yeah, right. I think I think we we were in gonna people's lists season. for yeah. the for the three to get to yeah. get relegated, and we were definitely in no one's lists for the the team to get promoted. So yeah. it's, it wasn't like you you were looking at the clubs and thinking, uh, oh, Palace are uh, Palace are really going somewhere. It was uh, and actually for the happened. first what was it four or five games. Yeah, it didn't it looked, start it well. Looked that way. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> um, that. And then, and then it kind of it clicked. Yeah, it started to come Bristol together. Bristol City away. Mm. Oh yeah, of course. Florian, Florian Marange. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, that feeling you're talking about, clearly was right then, because by the end of the season, we're in the playoff final and we've gone up. So. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I, it was. I remember um, sitting down with my old man. And family and stuff because I'm 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 big into my family. I love I love everyone, and we were going so well. And uh, we were kind of talking about the career and looking forward and looking kind of right. What's what's the plan? Mm. And um, I was like, well, had a good couple of seasons at Portsmouth. Got my move to to Palace, and thought right, let's have a good couple of seasons at Palace. Get a lot of games in Championship. Be playing, and then you know, try and be knocking on the door of the Premier League at some point, because obviously it's always been a dream to, to play in the Premier League. And little did I know we'd be promoted in the in the first season and it was like, Wow, okay, this is this is happening. Yeah, Let's fast go track. for it. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's no one I, I don't think anyone I think Steve you touched on that, we were probably destined for relegation yeah. by most people and, and actually no one had us on the cards to, to get promoted, so it was a bit of a shock. What was the step up to the Premier League like then? Because I guess when you're a player, you're always imagining of playing in that top flight. Yeah, obviously it's incredible. But I think in that, especially in that first season, and, and when you step out, you know, across that white line, it, it it turns into a blur for me. And, and you're kind of you're on such cloud nine from you know being promoted and everything like that. It's kind of like wow. But then results and everything like that, it, it, it does get tricky. Mm. Um, and you find yourself kind of, I think that was, what were we, four points come, four or five points come November, that first season in, yeah. the, in the Premier League before yeah. Tony Pulis came in. came in, yeah. yeah. Keith, Keith no, got us that win away at Hull and that sparked it a little bit. Barry Bannon scored. Barry mm. Bannon scored, yeah. And it, but then it was reality. It was like, wow, this is Premier League. It's so difficult to pick up points and you think we had a great season in the championship um, and yes back end of it we had a few wobble, wobbly bits but obviously got into the playoffs and then that was that but picking up points in the Premier League that first season was tricky especially in that early period but then obviously we got across the line and put a massive run together we did well when Pulis came in we were literally just picking up points where we could yeah. a nil nil yeah. draw here a one yeah. nil win there but it all proved to be a massive uh, massively successful but when, when people talk about coming up from the, the championship and actually like keeping that sort of tight knit unit together I never really know what they mean by that what, from the players perspective is that just basically the same guys there from the changing room not changing too much or changing uh, routine no I think I think it's not always well saying that I think the backbone of that team stayed together for quite a number of years actually in the mm. Premier League so it was, it was one of those ones where I think you keep the ethos you keep the culture that got you there and you, you keep the work ethic that actually got you the success and yeah. you've got to recognise what that is um, and then you add 
bits around it as well and you add that quality and you add this and that um, and little by little you kind of build that culture and it then it's then ingrained in into the club mm. and that um, and that team the, the, that that the backbone was incredibly strong because it was melee demo Jules. Oh, Jules and Goal. Yeah. Jules, Mazza and yeah, yeah, some big, yeah, some big characters. But, but you know, yeah, Mila as captain was, I mean, he didn't stand for any nonsense. No, absolutely not. Definitely not. He, and he, had, he had that, he had that, uh, he had that stare. Yeah. <laughs> you knew. What, in the change room as well? Yep, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, Mila as a, as a captain, as a leader, uh, wasn't always, didn't need to always be necessarily vocal, Although he was, um, you knew, you know, you've got some big characters who have played in in the league or played in other clubs in the Premier League and been through some things. So you kind of, there, there was a good, strong core um, group of players that kind of really took the mantle and took Palace and kept Palace in that direction. Yeah, I've seen that Melee stay. He's been on the podcast. Mm. And uh, I've seen that stare. I asked him a stupid question, so believe me, I've been there. I've seen <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was not great. It was not great. He came on the podcast the a couple twice. of nights twice, a couple of nights before Brighton yes. away sem- before playoff semi final. Oh, I thought it was before the playoff final. Was it Brighton the, yes, the, the second leg? Yeah, which is arguably one of the best, if not the best away games to to be involved in. Yeah, yeah. That was a. That oh, was a. Yeah. Was oh, well, I was sat in the Brighton end that day. I, I was in the it Brighton director's box. Yeah. And not supposed to be jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> and sit on my hands. But actually, that's interesting as a, as a sort of player coming in because you've probably played in the most Brighton derbies possibly in the current squad, maybe Wilf as well. Hmm. But Thanks there was four times that season twice in the league and twice in the playoffs. So you got to an initiation into the Brighton rivalry really quickly. Yeah, actually, the, the, the first game. At their place, I wasn't. I I was just coming back from um, uh, injury, uh, so I missed that, and then I came back in for the game after, mm. um, for the, like the last eight, ten games of the season, I think, as we went into the playoffs. But yeah, it, it, that night, wow, that night was was something special. Yeah, um, the atmosphere, the buzz after the game was just. Hard to describe. Mm. Hard to describe. And I, I think, I think it was Johnny Williams, and his dad and my dad were sat close to each other, just going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I saw Dad later on, and and the family, and uh, Jess and that, and, it, and I don't think any of them had a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Jess was like, gone. Was it, it was grounded again after that for the final. Um, no, I think I think what we what we done was was very very good in the lead up to the final. We went the day before. Um, in Holloway wanted us to go to the stadium, get the buzz and the feel, know where our families were going to be sat, so everyone knew exactly where people were sat, where their families were, and then it was kind of like you turn up on the day and it's it's business. Um, Someone had done the business, hadn't they? I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Brighton, yeah, Brighton, uh, yeah, yeah. That Excellent. was that was something different. <laughs> and like when it comes to sort of 
the derby and stuff like how much are players aware of what the Brighton game means to Palace I think it's hard not to be aware of it um, just because of the buzz the buzz of it um, around the just social medias radio TV whatever it is it's, the, the buzz is there mm. um, I think all the players know that uh, like I think any big derby people know mm. what, what it is um, so I think it's Monday would be a special night Is it hard though as a player then to like once you step over that white line just to almost treat it as another game in a way when you know there's that that buzz around it um, No I think I think it's one of those ones where yes the first few minutes you might it, your hairs are up and you you know the importance and the, you realise the importance of the game but I think in the Premier League every game's like yeah. that you know the importance of it um, and you've got you can't do anything silly at the end of the day and I think when you've played a lot of games or you've got the experience you just kind of I think subconsciously go out there and do what you've got to do and as long as you do your job then it's yeah. you're ticking the boxes yeah. making sure that you kind of give yourself the best chance hopefully they will on Monday mm. um, what's happened to this quiz oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> one, out, one out of one hundred percent so far smashing it uh, alright question, question two <laughs> 20 minutes in question two uh, okay how many Palace managers not including caretakers have you played under? <laughs> the guys are getting is it eight fingers out. It is eight. Oh, yeah, very good. Nice I, had, I had two fingers then. I was still. Can you, can you name away. them? Dougie. Yeah. Um, Ian Holloway. Yeah. Uh, Tony Pulis and Maladice. Yeah. Um, Karen Gaffer. Yeah. Um, Pards. Yeah. Um, Keith. Well, no, caretaker. It's a caretaker. caretaker. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Well, to um, ask, always be more than that. Two Warnock. Warnock. And who have I said? Wasn't here very long. Frank. Frank the Boar. Yeah. There you go. It's a lot of managers, so, isn't it? Is it difficult? Nine, nine including caretakers, right? Nine including with Keith. Keith. Yeah, with Keith. But it's also. Nine. Um, when Lenny, Lenny and Curtis. Oh, they took Barnsley, 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 yeah, Barnsley away. It was when Dougie left. Barnsley away. Yeah. So that's ten in total. Ten. Is that difficult as a player to every time there's a new manager coming in? Do you have to sort of sort of reset yourself, or is? Um, you, you do in a degree, but I think as a as a player, you kind of just just crack on. I think your your attitude and, and everything like that just remains the same and you kind of yes you have to prove yourself yes you have to go back out there and kind of be like right I need to cement cement it and that's why I think you often see when managers go in mid-season or when they first step it through the doors you often sometimes get that little lift yeah because players are like oh it's an opportunity to get my place in the team or have a shot or have a chance um but yeah, I think I had a fair few managers at Portsmouth as well, so I've, <laughs> I've kind of You're used to it. I've yeah, been a bit used to it. <laughs> and, and you went to Bournemouth on loan. Was Eddie Howe the manager there? No, um, I, I think I had three ago. three managers at Bournemouth. It was uh, Kevin Bond, Jimmy Quinn, and then Eddie Howe came in. Oh, he did right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, halfway through the season, I think. I've had a question end, from Chaz Lucas. 
It says, which coach have you learned the most from? Jeez. Uh, there's, been a, there's been a lot. I, th- I think that's, that's a tough, tough question because every manager brings in something a little bit different, um, whether it be tactically, uh, positional. Um, it's that's a tough, tough question. Gaffer now is brilliant. It's attention to detail. Um, obviously, it was it was nice coming in with Dougie because really, that's when I cemented my place at at right back. So working on positioning there and kind of learning the game from that aspect was 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 great. Um, Tony Pulis again, organisation defensively kind of setting up as a unit was mm. top draw um Pars again was was different different style came in so so i know it's probably sitting on the fence a little bit but you do generally take things from each manager mm. um the way in which they want to play the little the little details of how they want to do it um it's like the gaffer now um, the way in which he wants you to press or the way in which he wants you to go out or defend and you, you work on certain different things um, so every manager is is very different but yeah I'm although injured at the moment I'm loving my, my time mm. under Roy oh, we do, we, I do hear a lot of good things about about Roy he's so experienced but I guess like, as a footballer you must have to be have, have to be open minded to be able to learn things from each coach that mm. comes in and like when you've been in the game a long time you must get to a point where you think I've learned I've learned so much or I've almost learned everything but then new coaches are going to bring, bring things the whole time I guess so you have to keep that open mind don't you I think you have to stay open I think even if you're a manager you have to be open to adaptation and, and I think you know you'll see that with, with the gaffer mm. um, over the years I'm sure it was, it was a very different game when he first started out managing mm. you know different leagues and national teams and being where and, and doing what he's done I think anyone who's been in the game for a long period of time has had to adapt and change as the game's changed and players are exactly the same we have to be able to change adapt and kind of if you don't then you you, you get found out yeah um, okay ready for question three okay, come on in. two out two so far this is, we're smashing it uh, what's been your most prolific season goal scoring wise Ever. I think at Palace. At Palace, at Palace. I didn't actually check your whole career. I'm going to assume... Two, 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 two. I'll have to it's two or three. I've got three. Yeah, you know so Q... Was? No, was it QPR, Chelsea and Arsenal? Yeah. No, or, no, 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 it wasn't. It was Southampton in the Cup. That's right. Arsenal and Chelsea and then Southampton in the Cup. QPR was the season before. Yeah. I know that because I don't score that many. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do, I remember them. But, but yeah. I mean, there's some big goals in there. The mm. Chelsea goal. Yeah, that was a big goal. Yeah. That was a good goal. Was Southampton's good. always a nice goal because. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's beat, with the. Yeah, I get some stick. Yeah, they don't like you. Yeah, do they? they're, they're I get, very. I get some stick. Yeah. Some grudge. Yeah. There's some fish. And I, I only, I only ever smile back. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I don't really know why they don't like me. But um, I think it might possibly be the Portsmouth <laughs> game. You know? I don't know if you've 
noticed. <laughs> you know, I tried to pride myself on being a nice guy, but they just, you know, just and not having it. didn't you score a last-minute goal for Pompey against Saints? In so. the derby, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Really? In the derby at Frank well, Park. I think that's why. That, mm. that'll, that'll explain mm. it. That <laughs> must have felt. Yeah. Really and then uh, David Norris scored a last-minute equaliser at their place. Which actually is hilarious because if you go on YouTube and you see some of the videos, they're all celebrating because they won the won the game and it just pops back out to Chuck and he just hits it, bang, left foot, ripples the back of the net, and then it's just like you can hear like a it's like boom, it's gone. Um, question four. Mm-hmm. We ready for that? Actually, I got a question. Actually, with the goal scoring one, um, the Chelsea one was a diving header. May United last season was a diving header. Yeah, pretty good diving headers, aren't you? Is that that's two? <laughs> that's two. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Have you ever done another one? <laughs> mm. I don't think I have. Okay, got a couple other headers, but that's about it. Okay, well, they count as well. Yeah, let's just go with that. Question four. Um, okay, you've made the most Premier League appearances of any Palace player, as you mentioned at the top of the podcast. But how many have you made? Hundred and seventy something, <laughs> almost one hundred and eighty. Maybe actually more than that now. Maybe one hundred and eighty something because okay. of the start of the season. Yeah, um, but but it won't be for long because Maka because the last season not playing a huge amount. I think Maka. Has, is very, very, very close, if I not going to overtake me very, very soon. I thought Wilf was. Maybe Wilf as well. Uh, I'm going to go on like Macca's uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're still, you're still at, you're ahead of Macca by 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah, but it's close. Yeah, so and obviously close. With, with this, it could be that he overtakes me. That's true, actually, yeah. So what are you going to go for? I mean, you are you are close. You're very close. Going to go 184. One. Oh, I feel like Ken Bruce. One year out. Um, 183. Oh, you should give a point. We'll give him a point for that. Either way, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's very impressive. <laughs> and I think I was oh. going to put in the bit at the top of the pod, and I couldn't find it. Anymore. I think you've got the most wins as a Premier League player for Palace. Is that? Is anyone? I talking think that's Maka. Is it? Is it? I think so. Yeah. I should do proper research. <laughs> Don't believe everything you see on the internet. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's, an, it's still an incredible achievement, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I guess it's a bit of a silly question, but like, you, do you, when you join a club, do you imagine yourself looking in the future and thinking, making or breaking that sort of record for a club like Palace? No. No, to be honest with you, like. I still have to pinch myself now. Someone asked me the other day, do you still pinch yourself? You're a professional footballer. And I was like, yeah. Like, and I, I just think you look at it and you look at what's happened over the, you know, even the last eight seasons with Palace, well, this is my eighth, and you think just, wow, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, I'm so blessed. So, so blessed. So it's been an incredible journey. I've loved it. And long may it continue. You know, I'd, I'd love to go on and get as many as I as I possibly can um, for the foreseeable future. Um, is that something you think about then, sort of fin- finishing your career at Palace, or is, it, is that something that's in the back? It's of your not mind? something that I'm not thinking about. 
Um, I think it's, it's, it's one of those ones where, you know, obviously football, you never know what's around the corner um, and it can change with a blink of an eye. But for, for me now, you know, I I'm, I'm, guess I'm in some ways a part of the furniture a little bit. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's something that, you know, if, if it is amazing. You know, I don't, I don't think many players can say that they've done that. Mm. Or, well, I mean, I haven't really moved around that much. So I'm only playing at three three clubs in my career. So kind of to have that longevity at a club and to see the change, to see, you know, the different players and managers where the club's been on the journey is pretty, you know, it's pretty special. Yeah, I mean, you don't really get players staying at clubs that long these days. Like, I think there's a lot mm. of movement, isn't there? Mm. Saying that, there's quite a few players at Palace that have been there for who have bucked the trend in that sense. Yeah, who's been worse? Only Wilfs. Well, you think Wilf, but even you think Wilf, Wilf left and came back. Came but then back. you think Mac has been there a long time. Has been <coughs> Mike Kelly's been there a long time. Scott Dan's been there a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but not as long as you. <laughs> no, but it's still like Buck. Like I mean, you talk about players shifting and moving and going mm. you know there's been quite a few and I think that, that is so I think much. that is very much the reason for our success and even if we you know not one anything for Palace to be in the in the Premier League this long now I think we're the after the top six and one or two other clubs we're, we're, we're the longest running continuous team in the Premier League mm. um, that is really? the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought of that, yeah you know most teams haven't been in the Premier League as long as we have Mm. Uh, thinking West Ham. Did West Ham come up the year? Uh, oh. no, no, Leicester came up the year after us. Mm. Did West Ham come up the year before us? Maybe I can't before I think. But there's not that many. But anyway, the reason why I, I think that we've been in the Premier League so long is not obviously because we've had the best players, but we've had that core of mm. of guys who who really care and who are strong characters. Uh, you know, not necessarily superstars, but but fantastic professionals mm. like obviously like Joel, but but um, Kells and, and and Scott Dan and Macker and all, all these people who yeah. who are just great blokes. I think that's I quite. Think, I think that's right. Is that right? Yeah. I think. Well, I think you you touched on the character. I think throughout the time that we've been in the Premier League, probably more often than not, we've gone through times when you're up against the ropes. Yeah, mm. and. I think that's when you see that character because you, I think you need those leaders, you need those players who are going to roll up their sleeves and kind of clump together and Yeah, and it's, and it's funny, isn't it, that because that, we always think of it as like the South London spirit and, and backs to the ball and, you know, we're, we're plucky Crystal Palace. But in fact, most of you have come from somewhere else. Mm, but yeah. I don't know if it's Palace have identified players that are going to work at Palace or it's just been fortunate we've attracted the kind of people yeah. and the kind of mentalities and, mm. and spirit mm. yeah. that, that is necessary to, to play for Palace. But people like Luca, you, you know, I, I thought when Mele went that we were really going to suffer from a, a lack of a, a strong leader for the team and Luca. You know, had no experience in the Premier League or even you know being in England, but he's you know he's been great. He's mm. been he's been a, a real strong character, hasn't he? It is a, it's a balancing act, isn't it, of getting all the right personalities? Yeah. And I guess it probably doesn't happen very often. No, and no, I've I've said from day one, 
I think there's a special um, special group of players. And obviously the players have changed. But that's always remained a constant that, you know, people do things with one another. You know, kind of, whether it's food or pop out or whatever it may be, there's that cohesion and that kind of togetherness. And, of course, you, you're always going to get moments when things heat up or whatever, but what what do you expect when you've got 30 guys or whatever who are sliding around and competing for, for places? You're always going to get that. But there's a sense of kind of a family in a, in a way um, where everyone does, you know, have each other's back and will go that extra mile. And I think no one's really forgotten and, and there's a lot of guys who know that or know the success that we've achieved or what we've achieved is is down to what we how and how we've applied ourselves over those years and what we actually built that success on mm. and to be fair in most jobs you don't often get on with your work colleagues i mean you know it's just it's luck isn't it? i hate my work colleagues but i, I do work from home um <laughs> so, <laughs> very good <laughs> what, um, they hate you as well, well <laughs> Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. As you've sort of got older with Palace and been a while, what sort of role do you see yourself playing in the changing room? Are you sort of help the younger players, like when Aaron came in last season? Are you helping them sort of adjust to first-team opportunities and giving them advice and stuff? I'd like to think I do. Um, I'd like to think that, you know, if anyone's got a question or wants advice, then I'm always open um, and I'm always happy to chip in and, and talk. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm you know, a loud leader who's going to kind of run and rave or, or anything like that. But I think, you know, I, I'll get my head down and go about my business. And I think that's probably a thing for me that I've always, always done, uh, you know, because I'm not the most, you know, if, even from a young age, I was never the most talented player. But I think when you apply yourself then you, you're going to give yourself a chance. And, I, you know, I, I like to think every time I walk off a pitch or training ground, I've given myself the best opportunity or given 100%. So I think hopefully I lead by example mm. um, and my actions uh, so sometimes like, speak louder than my words. What was it like when Aaron took your place? Were you, you know, when, when, when Jim says, you know, did you give him advice? Were you really hoping that uh, he wouldn't do that well so you'd get your place back. Is that my taxi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it must have nice. been amazing for, for you to see this kid who, who'd obviously you, you'd known all the time in the academy not being in your position. He wasn't even a, a mm. right back in the academy. Yeah. Uh, and, and he only got the chance because you got injured and then I guess Martin got injured. I think and, uh, Tim 
yeah, yeah. Mensa was injured yeah. as well, yeah, so he went in. Yeah. So were you as like amazed as everybody else at how amazingly well he did? I think um, I think everyone was. Yeah. You know, you don't often see a youngster come in and and do as well as what he done, and I don't think it was particularly any wrongdoing on my half. I think no one was getting in front of him at that period of time. He was, yeah. he was, been, he was unbelievable when he stepped onto the scene. Um, yeah, and those, season, those games you know, were difficult, weren't they? It yeah. Was four big Spurs, United. Big, big yeah, games. And I think, yeah. Yeah. you know, even in the, the whole season that he played, you know, he fully deserved the accolades that he got. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for me, I think it's one of those ones where, you know, I, I was, I've been blessed that I've played a lot of, a lot of football and, more times than not, have been playing rather than being mm. on the bench. But you but didn't throw your toys out the pram. No, you can't. Your position, you can't. Nicked. I think if I, I guess there's different circumstances. If you know someone's not playing well, and you're kind of like, come on, give Should me a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, come on, let, let me back in or whatever. But when you've got someone who's you know getting, you know, getting man of the, the match every week. Yeah, yeah, I think for the first twelve games, you got man of the match for the first twelve <laughs> games. I mean, you can, <laughs> doesn't give me much chance there. But nice, no, yeah. you know. It, all credit to him, yeah. you know, to come in and do that and to do as well as he has. He's, he's deserved what he's got and, you know, getting his move to, you know, Man United. Which yeah, and that is, is inspirational is, for every kid in the Palace yeah, Academy, isn't definitely, it? Definitely, yeah. To, to, to see a boy who, who when he was their age, whatever their age might be, you know, 12, 13, 14, mm. to see a boy who wasn't necessarily one of the stars of the Academy achieve what he's done and then got a dream move to you know arguably the most famous football club in the world is is inspirational for all those other kids that they get the chance at palace and if you take your chance look what can happen i I heard this amazing statistic this week that um the transfer fee for aaron was is the world record fee for a player who hasn't who's played less than 50 football matches professional matches in his career you know he went from he went from being uh, not second choice right back, but you know, not even any choice right back to 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 getting that move in what was it, eighteen months? Yeah, no, it was amazing. Yeah. It was brilliant, and you know, people say, "Oh, is it hard?" And I'm like, "Do you know what I think?" Yes, you want to play, and for me, I'm I'm someone that, regardless, I want to play football. Um, you know, even if I have to go and go left back, centre mid whatever just get me on the pitch I just mm. want to play mm. um, you know I love being out there and I love the buzz of it and you know I, I just can't stand not not playing but you also have to you know hold your hands up and you also have to kind of push people on and you know I'd, I'd be the first to to praise him you know and, and like I said before he deserved everything that he's that he's got mm. and hopefully he goes on to achieve greatness yeah, I think he will. I mean, they are raving him at United, but they seem to have forgotten that he played for Palace beforehand. But that's a different debate. Um, <laughs> so, four out of four so far. Final question. Right. This is for the, this is to match punch in terms of... I think he got five. Five out of five. Um, it's a true or false question. You're known for your versatility, as mm. you were just talking about then. And in your career, you've played in every single position on the pitch. True or false? Not every, no. No, I actually don't know the answer, to be honest. So. It's false. <laughs> I'd imagine it's probably false, but false. We're, we're not goalkeeper. Goal. Goal. <laughs> I, I, if if the club, if if I had to, yes, I would. 
I'll have put my hand up first. Uh, I did play a goal once. I played a goal once, and that was in the youth team. The keeper got sent off, and I went in for 75 minutes to get the clean sheet. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So it is an option. But, you know, it's out there. So Roy's listening. I mean, it's slightly different, but <laughs> just saying. If, if it came to that, at Palace, at Palace, now so of the eleven, Wayne Hennessy's pulled up, injured off the bench. Vicente's gone down, not got a goalkeeper. Who's going to go in? Oh, I'm I'm sticking the gloves on. Yeah. I think, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Who else would fancy themselves to be the goalie? I reckon mm, PVA might. Uh, I think Kells could. Um, yeah. I don't know. And would you wear Sells gloves? <laughs> Listen, I'll wear whatever's given to me. <laughs> Very nicely done. Very but I nicely like the done. plug. <laughs> Shout out to Selsy. Selsy will like it. Too. Yeah. Um, so, have you played in every other, every other position then? Pretty much. Have you played up front? Pretty, uh, Not for us, but... No. Um, played in the hole. Not ten. Yeah. Have I played alongside the front man? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I've played left and right wing, centre mid, left back, centre back. Yeah, pretty much. We did have a question from someone, and I apologise to them because I can't find it on my list. Who said, what, what is your favourite position? Like, what, given the choice, what would you pick? Right back. It is right back. Yeah, right really? back. Yeah, especially because this probably don't, predominantly like position that I have played. Um, which I love it. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say right back. Yeah, it's always nice. It's always nice kind of going into midfield or or yeah. something like that. Yeah, because you know, get in the middle, spray some balls about. Yeah, we'll try to. But you don't seem to, <laughs> you don't seem to be faced when you have to play left back. No, and no. for a right footy player, that's not. It's not a problem to play left back. I know. That, I know there are quite a few left backs in the world who are right footed, aren't there? But mm. no, I, I, I think I just. Do you know what I think? It, as long as you try your best and you, you give it all, then hopefully it'll work out. Yeah, well, you, you've had some very good games at left back. Well, I remember that run towards period, the end yeah, of the yeah. first season under Pulis. You were left back, weren't you? Yeah. For yeah, midway through the season, I went left back and was there for. Till the end of the season. All the way through, yeah. Yeah. Till, yeah, and even and after Pierce left, I think, for a pit. And that goal, the John Terry own goal, the Chelsea match, that was your ball. You crossed it in, didn't you? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a yeah. swinger. <laughs> just <laughs> just <laughs> lump it in your there. Assist. <laughs> but there's a great camera angle from that, basically, it was from behind you, and it's such a good angle of Terry heading in. It's beautiful. Because yeah. it just missed Joe Ledley. Yeah. I think it was. Just missed Leslie. Yeah. I think he almost got in the end of it. Thankfully, he didn't. That's a great moment. JT just knocked it in for us. That was a. I wasn't there, unfortunately. It was a special moment that that special match, moment. wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. That was good. That was good. Well, we've got. I've got a few quickfire questions. You ready for some? Some okay. of our listeners have sent some quickfire questions. Let's, let's have a go. One of them uh, has said, actually, Will Gascoigne has said, "What's good been name. your best moment so far in a Palace shirt?" Uh, got a couple, but I think the. Playoff semis and the playoff final was special. Um, FA Cup was amazing, but it's always you pinch yourself because you were so close. Yeah. Um, and Liverpool home and Liverpool away 
So Chris Dambool. Chris Dambool and Gerard's last. Gerard's last game when we were in the party. We were good though. <laughs> we really were. Some big moments. Yeah. Big moments. What biggest individual moment for you in a match? The headline spoke for itself, didn't it, I think? The, the year we went up. Mm. Was it the something well, header? When you kicked it off the line. Headed yeah, off the line. Off the line. I was headed head up for like yeah, so yeah. 130 yeah. something million header yeah. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really, yeah, it as yeah. No, I mean that one of the biggest that, moments. That that moment was as important as 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 Kevin Phillips' goal at the other end. You know, they. It's one of those so. weird moments in that even when I watch the highlights back now, and that ball is going in, and you're about to rise, I still get nervous about. It. I don't know why. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can remember Julian's save, Joel's header. Yeah. And KP's penalty. KP's penalty and, and Wilf getting fouled. And I can't really remember yeah. the rest of the game. I'll tell you what does annoy me, though, is I think it's stopped now. But I was in a similar sort of position for the FA Cup final when Mata, or Mata <gasps> struck it. Really? And I was on the thing and it hit my calves or legs or knees or something and went in. And I was like... And and every time I went into like John Lewis, Curry's, anywhere like that, it was just up on the TV. And I yeah. was like, oh yeah. my goodness, I just can't get away from this game. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> We've all forgotten that, I don't know. Yeah, what kind of I don't remember that. Went out in the semis, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> the semis was a great occasion as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had some, we've had some good days at Wembley. We have. We, in we recent have. years. And then, you know, that's obviously the home of football. It must be pretty special playing there yeah you have to pinch yourself again like to to even play at Wembley is is a privilege but to play there a few times and have success there is mind-blowing that display behind mm. the goal that's one of my overriding memories of that for pre-kickoff as a player like being at Wembley and seeing those fans that must be pretty special I think um, I think there's probably too many occasions to count where the fans have been Unbelievable, um, but obviously, an, on a on a stage like Wembley in the Cup final, it's it's hard to beat, and they sure they show their colours when they when they're coming out in force like that. It's it's amazing. That was great, then, wasn't that? Mm. It was. I think it's good that that the Palace box office helped to get all the like-minded like-minded fans in in, in the same place. Um, you know, because uh, because a lot of the problem with lack of atmosphere at grounds is because it's all seated and all sold out. The 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 people who want to make a noise get spread out and can't kind of diluted. So it was great to have mm. that at the playoff final and and at Wembley to have that concentration of of singers in one place. And and what did you think that game? When was it? I can't remember which game it was, but recently when. You ran out on the pitch and you looked over your right shoulder and oh, yeah. it was you. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea that was You didn't that was know it was going to Didn't have a clue and, oh, until wow. I got and out Did there. you double wow. take and go, and, is it me? Or it and like? Yeah, literally, I was like... <laughs> I'm just realising that no one can actually see what's going on. <laughs> we'll do an audio For commentary after. Hugh, Joel does a weird hill, head yeah. tilt, like, <laughs> looking over his right shoulder. No, it was, um, yeah, double take for sure. And I was like, wow. And actually, after shaking the hands, uh, and when you come running back round and run towards yeah. the goal, it was just like, I was speechless. I was like, oh, wow. This, yeah. is, this is special. 
Have you asked, have you asked the incredible. HF if you can have it for your Could spare you imagine? room? <laughs> Take it home. It's bigger than the house. It's massive. <laughs> Yeah, that was that, that was amazing, and I guess like in those moments as well, does that give you sort of an extra little sort of buzz before before kick off? Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those ones where you're like, it, it it's surreal, and it's it's again a pinch me moment where you think, geez, and I think even for like the family and people mm-hmm. like that and our friends who were seeing like at the game, you're like, they're kind of like, wow, I didn't know they were doing that. Why why didn't we know anything about it? But that's also the beauty of our fans are they just do things and things that are unexpected as well at times mm. and it's just like I, I didn't expect that but it's amazing to to see it and get the recognition from you know arguably who are and I think everyone will agree is you know some of the best fans in the country and especially some of the best fans I've been pretty lucky with Portsmouth and Crystal Palace that uh, the fans are you know electric on match mm. day they are, we are good fans I'd agree with that um, uh, back to quick fire yep <laughs> that wasn't very quick except the last one um, most challenging opponent my brother-in-law will always say uh, I I say <laughs> <laughs> no my brother-in-law will always say Ashley Young because I think it was United when he was playing there uh, on the wing he gave me I think he slide it through my legs a couple of times and gave me a bit of a torrid day but I'm just putting that down to I was ill that day um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's hard I think when you when you get the likes of Mane and, and Salah and Aguero yeah. David Silva Sane I mean the list goes on yeah. so it's never easy and you've always got to be on top of your, top of your game um, but thankfully I've been able to play against some of the best people and the best players that have kind of graced the Premier League. So you in must this era. Have, in training, you must have played against Wilf a lot. Wilf as With well. Him yeah. On our left. Yeah. And yeah. you if yeah. you're in a training game and you're the right Often. back. Often. Often. And does he get past you? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's good that must be good training for then coming up against the No, absolutely. And it was even like you you think Yan as well coming up against those guys in training and I think they give most people a torrid time week in week out especially Wilf with his ability yeah. and natural ability is, is, is frightening um, yeah. so we always end up doubling up on Wilf in training because it's it's what you got to do <laughs> and that's evident when, when whenever he plays he obviously attracts you know a lot of other players who you know, get attracted to him to try and help out with their teammate, which then frees up space for someone else. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's he's a phenomenal player. He's he's pretty good. Um, Jacqueline Ann Hart has said, "What is the favourite goal you scored?" I mean, I'll, I'll put the Palace. Darling head, head is out there, obviously. You know, yeah, sort of I think Palace definitely the Chelsea game. I'd say just because it was a winner. Yeah. Um, the United game was great. Because it's scoring against United, yeah. but um, Chelsea game for me. It's in front of the away fans as well. Mm. Yeah, that was good. good. Beginning was of good. the end for Jose as well at Chelsea. Yeah, they went on a bad run from that. So you can put that down as one of the scouts that you've got towards <laughs> the end of Jose's <laughs> career at Chelsea, at least. Yeah, no, it was, that was that was special because it was there as well. It was a fantastic moment. So it, was, it was good. We, we 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 all got told off in the director's box. Well, what did you do? The stewards. But we, we were celebrating too much. And uh, 
Ma- Martin Long got told to sit down by Bruce Buck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chaz Lucas, he's done well this week, has said, um, which player have you learned the most from? Learn a lot. Uh, Portsmouth of days, I learn a lot from uh, Linvoy Primus, who's a good guy for me, a mentor uh, in the early days of me coming through. Um, and, you know, Palace, I think I, I, it was great having, you know, the likes of Millet and those guys around um, at that time at Palace. And so I think when I first moved, it, it wasn't all going swimmingly at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you kind of get into the groove and I think obviously then the whole team started clicking as well uh, so there's 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 a lot of players that I've been fortunate enough to play alongside and play with um, so yeah well on that in that vein Nathan Jones has said who is the best player you played with at Palace please also thank him for his services pound for pound the best signing in the last decade Thank you very much. I'll take that. Um, obviously, Wilf is, is going to be up there uh, just because of his natural ability. And I think we all, we all know that he's, you know, someone that's carried us for, for quite a long time and created so much for us. Uh, so Wilf, Ruben, when he was on loan for us, was he's a special player. Yeah. Um, I thought he was phenomenal. Uh Goal scorer, I mean, it just popped up everywhere. Muzza was, you know, that season we got promoted. Yeah. We just couldn't stop scoring. Yeah. Which was amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think obviously, natural ability, you know, on, on, on the ball. And I think, you know, one, one of our top players is for, since I've been at the club. And, obviously, when he returned was, was Wilf. Uh, well, I've always said on this podcast, for me, Wilf is the best player that's ever played for Palace. Well, it's willful. <coughs> it's willful. After John Moore. <laughs> After John Moore, yeah. Oh. Different, you know, different players, different positions, yeah. you know, different skills. Yeah, 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 of course, so, of course. Yeah. No, people of my generation, obviously, you know, I was, uh, I, I was your age when, when Ian Wright was, was, was playing for us. And, and Ian Wright was the most brilliant scorer of goals. I mean, he just was a goal scorer. He was great. I don't think he was as talented... As Wilf, but he was brilliant at putting the ball yeah. in the net. I think, I think, I think there's, um, there's something to say for the amount of time people play at a club as well. Because I think you yeah. can, you can play a few games, play amazing, and then get a move. Yeah. You know, Wilf, if he is say, for argument's sake, he, he got his move to United. If he never came back, then you're like, well, he had an amazing season, but it was, you know, hmm. one or two seasons. Yeah. But he's done it consistently for quite a number of seasons. Yeah, yeah. we've been very fortunate to have him, um, you know, to enjoy watching him for as many games as, yeah. as we have. He's really, he really is fantastic. Yeah, mm. he's, he's proper sort of box office. He's, yeah. he's quality. And, um, and local, which is great. It's exactly. great to have a local boy. Um, Joe, I'm done with the quickfire questions, which I think was the least quickfire round in history. I apologise. Um, I'm going to end with some thank yous. So we put questions out on social media for people to ask you questions. But yeah. loads of people just saying no question, but they want to thank you. So Max, whose Twitter handle is at MWMWMWMWMW9. You need to get a new handle, mate. Um, <laughs> said not a question, but let him know he's a Palace legend. 
Thanks, MWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMWMW
best pound for pound signing that Palace have made in the last 10 years. I think that's pretty much an indisputable point, really, for 400k and to have made the most Premier League uh, appearances. I know you get free transfers come in, but you end up paying them, you know, money on the side and so forth. But to have picked him up in, in the circumstances that we did and for him then to immediately be thrown into the Premier League in probably a time frame he wasn't expecting and to have equipped himself brilliantly throughout that period and when called upon got into other positions as well I mean just a genuine servant and in, a, in an understated way at, at times and I don't mean that derogatorily at all but he's just been a fantastic servant to the club well, and when he when he headed that ball off the line against Watford, his value, I mean, four hundred thousand pounds, basically turned into yeah. you know, hundred fifty million or whatever it is. Million. Yeah. I mean, like you, you can never, you know, you, you, if you look back at Joel's career with Palace, he came in and and did the things that he did when we got promoted. He then was part of a key part of the team that stayed up, that stayed up again and again and again. And he he was, you know, he helped us get to the FA Cup final. He's someone who's always been present. He's obviously someone who is a leader in his own way. You know, he, he himself says he's not a, a vocal kind of character, but you can tell he's, he's someone who leads by example. Um, and and there's, there's just so much credit to him for what he's, what he's done with Palace. Uh, and and I, I think last season could have been his last with Palace. I think his contract was coming to an end or close, near, near, near enough. But he, he's just such a reliable person. Especially in the, in that period, the, the league's got faster. The players up top have got better and better. You would have thought that, in in some ways, someone who was sort of coming in at four hundred k from Portsmouth might have, with that evolution in the league, found it more and more difficult. But if anything, he's you know adapted, 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 and doesn't look out of his depth one iota with uh, the way the fullback positions evolve, with the type of player he was mentioning, the likes of Sar- uh, Mane and so forth. And these are world class players, and mm. to, to be dealing with those types of players week in week out as as he does. I mean, I know you mentioned that he wasn't the most talented uh, coming through, or said he wasn't, but, you know, you can't be a seriously talented footballer to be dealing with those types of players. Agreed. Well, thank you, Joel, for coming on the pod. Really appreciate your time. And thank you, guys. Thank Big you. Hit. And a Merry Christmas as well. Cheers. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. A wonderful festive time. Um, and same for our listeners, of course. Um, we'll be back with the post-match pod after, ooh, Brighton on Monday, uh, which you can get at our patron. I'm going to be doing that, yep. I think. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah, yeah. I'll be around on Monday, so yes. Uh, which you can get via patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast, and then the main pod will be with you next week. But um, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Ronald Reagan famously once said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Americans are losing faith in the banking system. And at the same time, the U.S. government could soon be headed toward a centralized banking system. How scary is that? How do you protect yourself as the government gets more involved in your life? For me, owning gold is one way. Having gold that I can see and touch makes me feel protected. Having a portion of your retirement in precious metals is another way to feel protected. I don't own crypto, I don't own NFTs, and I don't buy meme stocks. I don't invest in things I don't understand. If you are like me and want to feel safe, 
It's time to call my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. Go to www.oxfordgoldgroup.com to learn more. Again, that's www.oxfordgoldgroup.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.